pretty short took me out to lunch once and he's 96 right so it was him and a friend of his it's like 11 45 and they each order a beer i'm like okay <laughs> why not yeah okay we talk for a while they order a second i'm like when in Rome. So I'll order a second, talk for a while. They order a third. And I'm like, okay, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 1230 at this point. Like, I got to I gotta get back to the office. <laughs> yes. It'd be coherent. So I say, water. He's 96. He leans over to me. And I kid you not, he goes, he whispers, I told my friend you were a three-drink man at lunch. <laughs> in space. Welcome, everybody, to Church in Space in 3D. What we're doing today, we're doing a little different. In each of our episodes so far, we had something we call the game, which is usually just a little question like, rank this, what's your favorite blah, you know. And so today's going to be an all-game episode. Uh, Wee! Yes, we. Get your tickets here. Tickets here. <laughs> and make sure you've reached the minimum height distance for this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to start. First game. Uh, which Bible character would have the best Twitter account? I kind of want to say Jonah. Jonah? Oh. Simply because of the event of him actually getting eaten by a whale, like, holy crap, I'm in a whale. What the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> just that like event, like tweeting that event, I feel like would just be gold. It would, it would, it would be, right. Live tweeting the digestive system of a whale. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would not have expected that answer, yeah, but yes. Yeah, here comes some fish. Uh-huh. Hmm, here's a nice dinner. There's the dinner for the, for the whale. Uh-huh. Like, so, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's tweeting it on fish scales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he saves each fish, so he just writes down on each fish his thoughts, yeah. and then when he's out and gets ejected, all of them come with him. Yeah. So he just like then writes everything down once he's out. Jonah, that is not an answer I would have expected to that question. I like that answer. That's yeah. a good answer. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, he's going to write a note to your parents. How well you did today. Yes, <laughs> you had a good answer. What do you think? What do I think? I honestly think it would be Elisha, the prophet Elisha. Oh. Mm. So Elisha's grumpy. He's irritable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He does not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have the best clap back <laughs> of anybody on Twitter, right? You know, there's that story in Second Kings where he's walking along the road to Bethel. And it's two verses, this story. And it says, some kids came out of the town and started making fun of Elisha, saying, go away, you bald head, go away. And then the next verse is, so Elisha cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. And then Elisha continued on his way to Bethel. <laughs> <laughs> Two things about that story. I've always thought it's the greatest sign of grace in this world that God doesn't tell us what the actual curse was yeah. <laughs> that Elijah used, because Lord knows I would have used it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that we don't know what the words were that he used is probably a good thing. You know, just imagine that as a tweet, right? Like, these kids are making fun of me. Whoops, not a problem anymore. <laughs> See, the you problem know. is I can see Mark Hamill doing that. Like, yeah. as playing Elisha, tweeting this out. Yeah. So I think Elisha would have had great clapback. Just awesome. I'm going with Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The subterfuge, how people would react after she tweets. Uh-huh. Just betrayed my bow. Yeah. 
right before the final stone from the building falls on her and crushes her phone. Wait, Delilah from... Samson? Oh, Samson and Delilah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Oh, that's an interesting... Huh. Check out hubby's new look right after Right, the check out hubby's yeah. new look. Right, right, right. Yeah. Definitely Instagram influencer, right? Yeah. Oh, like, right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Like, for sure. Absolutely. And then the pushback she would get after that. Yeah. Like, you what? And she would totally be the person who would tweet through it. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't like close her account or no. like, make it private. She'd just like continue. <laughs> right. She's totally there. It's all yeah. about all about the hits. Yeah. You know? right, mm-hmm. right. How many likes did that one get? Right. Yeah. Right. Or even like all press is good press kind yeah. of philosophy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. That's a good one. Because see, here's the thing. I don't think Jesus would have a good Twitter game. You'd follow him, You'd but follow then him. you wouldn't like retweet it or just huh. yeah yeah the real a lot of wtfs yeah right right uh, right, huh? right. Yeah. Oh, what is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely this isn't a children's sermon so <laughs> um you can't bring up elijah just casually mauling people that would be a great children's sermon though wouldn't it yeah right <laughs> right i thought it was the coolest story as a kid <laughs> here's the thing as a kid like the part of the Bible I loved was the Old Testament because it was interesting. You know, mm-hmm. it was like there's battles, there's mm-hmm. this stuff's better than Game of Thrones. Oh, Gaia. You know, yeah. I always used to tell my mom, I was like, why can't we have three readings from the Old Testament? Because all Jesus does is talk, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> No, no, this yeah. is the ultimate. The Old Testament is the ultimate soap opera. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. great. Love, incest, betrayal, people's fortunes made, people's fortunes lost. Right. You know, it's right. a- <laughs> judgment from the Almighty God. Like, it's, it's awesome. The Old Testament brought to you by Tide. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Sprinkle it on your tunic before you well, pound it on the boulder. I'm always hoping for. Do you ever watch the show Kings? It was on NBC for like a season and a half. Ah, I missed that one. Uh, was, see, here's the problem with it. They staged it as a modern-day telling of the David saga. Mm. But they didn't tell anybody they were doing that until, like, the show was about to be canceled and they were trying to get audience, you know? And so it was set in, like, what if America had a monarch family? But the whole thing was the David and Goliath narrative stuck in modern-day America. Was this, like, mid-2000s? Like, they were, like, Merlin and other stuff like that, too? Yeah. It yeah. was like around that same era as Merlin. Yeah, and, just yeah. weird before they started to come out with, you know, good comedies. Right. Yeah. Well, and before they realized, like, it was before the prestige TV thing. Yeah. I actually think it would have worked as a prestige TV, mm-hmm. like a Netflix series yeah. now, you know, but it was before prestige TV. But it was really cool because it was this updated version of the whole David saga, you know, and Idris Elba, I think was Samuel, <laughs> you know, it's like, was really good actually, you know, and he, but he was like the powerful pastor. It was this fascinating, fascinating television show. It was really good. So you're going to start the uh, reboot Kings I campaign? think it would, right. The problem is like, it's been 20 years later, <laughs> you know, it's and? like 10, 10 years <laughs> later, you know, so, but. Well, they're also retconning all the. Seven, eight, and nine of Star Wars, they're just saying, oh, yeah, that didn't happen, by the way. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and do a new series. No, those don't exist. <laughs> it was so bad. We yeah, need to... it was so bad. Okay, here's my Star Wars thing. The path they should have gone down. <laughs> Are you listening, Kathleen Kennedy? I know, right? I think there's a lot more narrative, interesting narrative. And I liked the new trilogy. It was fine. I, I'm not a hater, everybody, of, of the, the new trilogy. It was fine. And in fact, Adam Driver was actually a one of the more interesting characters Star Wars has produced, you know, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
I hate sand. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> See, my issue is I agree with you uh-huh. in that it was fine. Yeah. But that's all it was. It was just fine. Well, it, was, it, it wasn't so tropey. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, like, that's why Adam Driver's character is actually interested. It's because he was the non-trope yeah. in that whole setting. Yeah. You know? Um, to me, he was just the spoiled little brat Sith. I know, yeah. but that was what was interesting about it was like, it wasn't, I'm the grand master of evil or I'm the hateful child. It was like, I'm a spoiled rich kid evil. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually a fascinating like take on how evil works in people's lives. But there was just so much more narrative interest in like trying to function in a new government in like the intergalactic politics of empire remnants Mm -hmm. in this new Republican order. And there was just more narrative interest there. Even in Force Awakens, there was a lot of narrative interest between there's still the rebellion, Mm -hmm. but now they're like those rebels we fund in Central America. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like like that that would have been... Had they just picked up on that and like not had the New Republic get destroyed, but like Princess Leia's a guerrilla leader funded by <laughs> the Republican government would have been mm-hmm. a fascinating political interplay there. Yeah. It would have fit more nicely into the Mandalorian. Yeah, right. Well, I also feel like the Mandalorian is like taking up the slack. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they're rebooting the whole movie yeah. universe is because the Mandalorian was so good that they've yeah. got to build off that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But- yeah. I just felt like it was just so tropey. Like the first two were like almost shot for shot remakes of New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And then just the last one was just Yeah. Like, oh, we forgot to have storylines. We forgot to, you know, give backstory on all of our characters. We forgot to do character development. Yeah. The deadline was five minutes ago. Where's your paper? I feel like that was mainly what the writers did. Yeah. Well, I actually liked episode seven and I liked the things that they did. I know a lot of people didn't. I really liked Grumpy Failed Luke. Yes! (laughs) You know? Yes! (laughs) Episode eight, that's what it was. I really liked Grumpy Failed Luke in episode eight. Yeah. Just throwing it over your shoulders like, yes, I want that. Like, that is actually Mark Hamill. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Luke Skywalker. I want to see Mark Hamill. Right. Well, <laughs> Not Luke Skywalker. And I like the development of like what is what happens to Luke after, you know, he's succeeded all yeah. those movies. You know, what happens when he truly fails for the first time? Mm-hmm. That was an interesting concept to mm-hmm. like watch how he had processed yeah. real failure. That gets to Drew's point. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff they didn't really fully explore. Well, they yeah. could have had they continued with that storyline further into the next movie. Yeah. But, yeah. But everybody protested so much against that kind of concept. They just jettisoned it all and was like, oh, yeah. it didn't really happen. Uh, yeah. it's, like, it's like, ah. In the MCU, you have this entire plan mm-hmm. about how each individual superhero yeah. is going to relate to everyone else. If they would have had that like overarching plan, yeah, I feel like it would have ended up a whole lot better. But it was J.J. Abrams and then Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson was like, nah, I didn't like what J.J. Abrams did. I'm going to go my own way. And then who directed the third one? J.J. Abrams again. Again, yeah. He's like, screw him. I want to go with my old stuff. It is just well, discontinuity. It, the whole thing suffered from J.J. Abrams' failure to end a narrative. I really like J.J. Abrams in the middle of a narrative. He knows mm-hmm. how to do an episode. Dude cannot finish a storyline if his life <laughs> depended on it. Lost oh. was... Fringe. I don't know if you guys remember Fringe. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really liked Fringe up until it's yeah. all. Uh, right. Yeah. It always gets to the end and you're like, JJ, man. <laughs> In his defense, the first Star Trek was. The first Star Trek. The first was Star good. Trek. Yeah. First, I, I liked the first and the third one even. Really? I really liked 
the one with Idris Elba as the bad guy, and they're like, really? Yeah, I really like that one. Actually, hmm. I like the theme in Star Trek of can the warrior give up the war? I think that's actually mm. when Star Trek's at its best is mm-hmm. can the fighter give up the actual fight, you know, and the tension that's there between Kirk, who's really a fighter, but he's learned to give it up. Whether it's Khan in Star Trek two, yeah. Khan can't actually give up the fight or whether it's Idris Elba in that one, who the warrior yeah. who can't give yeah. up the war. I liked Elba, yeah. but the second one, the second Khan, one, was, I, that, second was just one like, that one was not I, great. It yeah. wasn't but, great, but it at yeah. least had self-sacrifice in there, even though, Oh, by the way, now the turbo came back to life and they magically could save him. Yeah, that one was not my it's favorite. It's just like, <laughs> why? Right. Like, why? Also, like, don't have Benedict Cumberbatch be Khan. I'm no. sorry. No. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban made Khan so iconic. Right. Mm-hmm. You had to at least match like, Montalban. Yeah, yeah. Who would you have picked for Khan? I don't even know. Who would I pick for Khan today? Today, mm-hmm. if, if... He could play it seriously. Because mm-hmm. Maldobam was great at switching from lighthearted to very oh, dead yeah. serious and all beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he has the acting chops to do it yet. But Dwayne Johnson, I think The Rock, physically would make a great con. I mean, you know, homo superior. Mm-hmm. Him, you could believe, was genetically engineered to be a superior human being. Yeah. But he'd have to be able to carry that gravitas. That- so like the same, like, like John Cena, Vin Diesel, like that, not to say type of actor, but former WWE yeah, wrestler. Yeah, they're, they're that, all almost there, yeah. right? Cena, I could see it as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, they could all be the superhumans that warred with each other yeah. and had their own kingdoms. But to be able to pull off the serious side of it, the way Montalban could, that's the key. Because right. when you look at what they've done, they've either done pure action with lighthearted elements or they've mm-hmm. done comedies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a depth to Khan as a character yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's more than just he's super strong and super smart. It's... Like at the end of Wrath of Khan, like he doesn't care. He's hell bent on revenge. Yeah, he is Ahab all the way. Right, it, right. Can he be Ahab? And that would be the question for any actor, you mm-hmm. know. Can they be Ahab? Yeah. And that takes a lot. That it does d- take a lot. It really does take a lot. But yeah. physically, physically, I see any, any yeah. of those. Yeah. And you need that. And that's why it failed with Cumberbatch, could perfectly embody the superior intellect. Mm-hmm. And he could probably even pull off the anger, but like physically. Physically, he's yeah. just not, it's not homo superior. It's right. not, I look at half that movie I'm watching and thinking, no. Right. No, yeah. he's just, he's not the threat that Khan needs to be. Yeah. I was thinking Jim Carrey, if he buffed up. Ooh, if he buffed up. Buffed up Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vin Diesel could do it. Vin Diesel mm, could do, I think really? Vin Diesel could do Khan, actually. I am Khan. Yeah, yeah. I I think Vin Diesel could do Khan. I think he could do Khan. He'd both have the physicality to it. Mm -hmm. He has matured nicely. And he's right. He's matured as an actor. I think he could pull off Khan. Don't write us letters about this, folks. Or Mark Wahlberg (laughs) with a Boston accent playing (laughs) Khan. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Never know what his name actually was, though. Is it it C A N? Is he saying, I am Khan? Yeah, right, Lord. (laughs) Montalban's not raw muscle. No, but he is exceedingly buff. Yeah, right. And there is just a, there is a gravitas to that character that, like, you have to be able to pull off. Yeah. I mean, you can now fake it all. Like, if you took Cumberbatch and you basically gave him, what, 20 pounds of muscle, he probably could pull it off better. Mm-hmm. What's his name? It was uh, King Leonidas in 300. That's not uh, Butler, is it? Yes, yes Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard yeah. Butler, I think, could probably pull it off, too, actually. Both yeah. acting-wise and 
Yeah, body now time. that you mentioned that, of the people who could do it right now, yeah, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler would be at the top of the list. Right. He's got the physicality. He definitely has the acting chops. Right. What about um, Oscar Isaac? Oscar. Or is he just He's too a new? little too young. Yeah. Khan would take yeah. a bit older actor. Yeah. That was another problem with Cumberbatch. I know it was set earlier, but like by the time of Wrath of Khan, he's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know, like it does take an old man to almost do the role. And he's know? got decades of simmering hatred. Right. So Isaac's just a little too young for that. Mm-hmm. So take Sebastian Stan, but have Mark Hamill voice him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Mark Hamill's the answer to everything. Mark Hamill, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much he is. Yeah, I agree. Jesus might not be the answer always, but Mark Hamill <laughs> is, uh, yes. is always the answer. Church in space. Mark Hamill is always the answer. <laughs> I thought of another game that we could do. Best and worst acting choices for biblical characters. Oh, no, no. See, let's do this one. This would be a good one. Pick anything that's been on any of those Bible channels on cable. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know those why, almost, but they're all so horribly cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just quite frankly, Jesus is a clean white guy. Come on, guys. Well, and on that note, let's start with Jeffrey Hunter as Jesus, because mm-hmm. in Hollywood, that was an early start to the blue-eyed Jesus. Yeah. Did you guys see Prince of Egypt, the cartoon, yeah. right? Val Kimmer's yeah. the voice of Moses. Right? Mm-hmm. That was a well-cast movie. That was. Val Kilmer is the voice. And yeah. The- Worst choice, I would go with um, Steve Farrell as Jesus. Steve Farrell as Jesus. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> also, Remy Malik as Jesus would be great. Yeah, that would be interesting. Remy could pull it off for yeah. sure. No, Definitely. That I yeah. can see. It. Yeah. Tina Fey mm-hmm. and Amy Poehler as Moses and Aaron. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that, that could be brilliant. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> yes. That, yes. Or Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson. Which would you rather have? Oh, I would the have Rock Kev- and Kevin Hart as have- Moses and Aaron or Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I would like to see both. Right. Yeah. But I, there'd be some great physical comedy you could do with Kevin Hart as Moses and Dwayne as Aaron. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> see, and I would see Kevin Hart as Moses and yeah. Dwayne as mm-hmm. Aaron. Maybe we shouldn't be speaking in these ideas and we should start doing pitches to actual Hollywood. This is how we fund it. This is how we fund the podcast is do these pitches. <laughs> I've got the greatest idea ever, everybody. A biblical remake of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Starring Amy Poehler as Moses. You remember Cecil B. DeMille? Well, we're going to put him to shame. Right. Do you know how they did the um, trivia here? Do you know how they did the uh, Party of the Red Sea in the Ten Commandments? The Charlton Heston version? Yeah. No. It's jello. It's a giant hmm. pool of jello. They had it divided and then they filmed it collapsing in. And then for the parting scene, they just filmed it in uh, reverse. In reverse. Yeah. yeah. So you're seeing the reverse of a giant pool of jello. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. What flavor? I have no idea. Blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade is definitely the flavor. Mm, yeah. There we go. Can you imagine the crew cleanup on that one? All right, everybody. I hope you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Studio's got to be cleaned out by seven tomorrow. <laughs> they had to right. do something with all the horses. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's prayer again, everybody. <laughs> Save us now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now that we know that the three of us are not going in the upward direction. Right. No, we are by grace. But it's definitely not by our works. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by the Small Catechism. (laughs) Uh, Okay, next game. Which Bible book would be best over TikTok or Vine? I'll take parts of a Bible book also. Uh, Parts? Okay, I'm going David. David and Goliath. David and Goliath? Yeah, and I'm going with Goliath on this one. 
Oh, is it TikTok? Yeah. Is it TikTok? Yeah. Okay. See Goliath on the campaigns, you know. Uh, Look at this run. Watch. You know, right. quick short video, bam. Mm-hmm. Going all the way up to filming, David, and on the camera, you see the rock come mm-hmm. oh, into yeah, the camera yeah, lens yeah, and yeah, shatter, yeah. and that's the end of the TikTok. And that's the end of the TikTok. Okay. And that's good, too, because it ends right before David cuts his head off. We always forget that part in the children's Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't get me started, though. David cheated in a number of ways. Oh, yeah. So that, really? Oh, golly. Boy, that cheeses me off as, as a military brat. Yeah. Hmm. In what way did he cheat, Dan? Because oh. I kind of want to get you started on this, because no, I can see the gears I going. pull back because No, go really for it. Gonna... I'd be interested. From the very get-go, mm-hmm. right, he violates the terms of the agreement. When warriors did battle like that, mm-hmm. you don't suddenly switch weapons, you know? It's, yeah. And it wasn't a ranged attack. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to fight one-on-one. So right out of the gate, there's no honor. Yeah. So the agreement was violated. It was violated doubly then after Goliath is slain. Mm-hmm. They go and massacre the other troops. Well, that's the whole point of that kind of agreement <laughs> in battle was that lives would be saved. Right. And the loser would just say, okay, we're not going to fight anymore. We're going back. Mm-hmm. No, David reneges on that part, the overarching part of the deal. So mm-hmm. what is he saying? I'm a leader with no honor. Mm-hmm. You can't trust me. I will lie to you every time. So that's why mm. that story upsets me. Mm. Don't tell the David and Goliath story to someone with a military background. It's not, uh, it's ironically, it's not unlike what the rest of the story of David is like. He's yeah. not that admirable character. No, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we build him up in the popular yeah. ethos. Yeah. He cheats on his wife. He cheats on his own right. allies. He right. cheats on his friends. David is fully human. The Bible's brutally honest about David in both why people love him and why he's a very sinful character, yeah. you know, kind of at the same time. And and it's also brutally honest about, you know, he's the man after God's own heart. Part of that sin boldly quote that Luther has, you know, is, yeah. is be a sinner and sin boldly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretending you're nothing less yeah. <laughs> doesn't get you very far. You kind of see why Saul was a little like raised his eyebrows at David a lot. Oh, yeah. See, I think Saul saw through it and was like, yeah. I don't know if I can trust this guy. Saul's a sad story. I think Saul's overall character arc is actually the saddest story in the Bible. You oh, know. heavens, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, he raises David up to be his right hand, and he's betrayed. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. And, and his own mental illness does him in, yeah. you know. and It's a tragic story, kind of the whole It really whole is. Across. And I don't know if you've talked about this in seminary at mm-hmm. all, but I kind of wonder about just how tight David and Saul's son were. Yeah, that they were lovers, not, yeah. just, not just friends. It's a big theory out there. My one problem with it is, is that it get boy, does it get you into a lot of... Because he's married to Jonathan's sister, right? Yeah. So, like... Well, I mean, polyamorous, it's been around a long time. It has. And, and think about the culture back then. Yeah. Would it have really been that shocking back then? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like we've talked about right. in, in other contexts, it back just, in the ancient world, yeah. being gay or bi or polyamorous wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Or at least it was thought of differently. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely read that into the story, and it's not hard to read it into the story. At the very least, it's a very intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it's definitely there. And I, I talk about it whenever we do Bible study in that. I said, you can read these characters this way. You know, it, it's it's possible. Yeah, I don't have a firm opinion. You know, I'm kind of like, well, if you read them this way, you've got some other ethical issues to kind of really sort out, you yeah. know, and his relationship to his wife and kind of everything else but that doesn't mean you can't read it that way just know that it doesn't free you up from anything it just kind of Mm -hmm. causes different problems over here well this is a a side note thank goodness we're in more of an awakening period Mm -hmm. with sexuality like that 
But when did the aversion to non-heterosexual lifestyles, the mm-hmm. modern version of it, kick in? In the ancient days, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. We're growing out of it again now. Yeah. But in the interim, when did that happen? And why? Why did um, we suddenly become so... I, I'm not a perfect historian on that. There's always been a strand of it going back to the Bible itself, right? You know, you, you get some very harsh condemnations of certain sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. I kind of think, this is my personal opinion, folks, but... My personal reading on that is that what the Bible's condemning is a classification of relationships we would label as abusive today. Towards that end, what the church did is they just kind of ixnated all, just stay away from it. And then hetero or homosexuality as an actual identity doesn't Mm -hmm. really pop up until the modern world, really. You know, it's not until you start getting into the 17, 1800s that you start, people start really thinking of themselves that way. You know, even the sodomy laws, what makes them hard laws is that they're bad laws. I will say that no matter what. But they're harder in our world because we understand sexuality as an identity in a different way than when a lot of those laws were written, especially some of the oldest versions of those laws. And so my opinion, what Scripture condemns is different than what we're talking about today. Scripture's not talking about can Carl and Steve have a loving, faithful relationship, Mm -hmm. you know. Scripture's talking about what happens when Carl demands Steve sleeps with him to get a job advancement. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. wrong, and the Bible says that's wrong, and I think that's wrong. It's more to do with the power relationships involved, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. than it is to do with the actual sexuality itself. And is there hope? Do you think we're continuing to Um, grow out of that and just accept people for who they are? There's never just one thing, right? In the church, there will be streams that will condemn people. There will be streams that are very tolerant, and then there will be everybody in between. And so I think that's always going to be that case. Some of us are changing. Some of us aren't. And some of us probably won't. I have a hard time conceiving of the Catholic Church really changing on this issue in a reasonable timeline, time frame, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 how many centuries is the time frame for the Catholic Church? Yeah, yeah. right. So, like, <laughs> you know, I used to I used to have a Catholic priest friend who would say, oh, well, we'll ordain women in 200 years. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Francis is getting pushed back on ordaining married priests, and they already technically do that on a certain scale, you yeah. know? And so, like, some churches are just not going to change on it. You know, there's just too much that has to be undone to change it. There's too much. Yeah. And some churches are. Our church has, as ELCA Lutherans, as ELCA Lutherans, yeah, we've changed quite a bit on this in my lifetime. And my lifetime hasn't been all that long, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. we've changed quite a bit. And we remember those debates. The Methodist Church is currently in that debate. in that debate, and you know, and it's very hard for them. And it was hard for us, and it is a hard debate. So, getting back to the game, <laughs> getting back to the game. Okay, so the easiest answer for TikTok Vine is definitely the Psalms. Yeah, the easiest thing. That's really yeah. But I, I was talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. The reading this past week is when Jesus healed a deaf and mute man when he stuck his fingers in to his ears, sighed loudly, and <laughs> spat in his face. Yeah. I just want to see that. And then my real answer is Pentecost. Uh, the fact that everyone is speaking in their own language and mm-hmm. like what that would be like now, mm-hmm. seeing that on TikTok and Vine, having that go viral and like have everyone relating to it. I would be very interested to see how everyone would react to that. I think, mm. actually, now that you say that, actually a lot of the Book of Acts could be very easily put into TikTok. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This is where my science hat comes on uh-huh. because I would love to see videos of that. For example, mm-hmm. they don't give a good visual description of mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit looks like when it comes in. You know, yeah. it comes in like a wind, you know. Yeah. Let me see it. It was like a flame above their head. Well, how like a flame? Right. You know, what are you talking about here? So have a video like of that. Like a dove, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Is it literally a dove? You know, yeah, yeah. Or was it flying in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see a video of that. And then I can start figuring out, okay, what is this? Even going back to like Exodus, right? Mm-hmm. Give me video of this what? column. Yeah, this column know? of. So is this an electrostatic yeah. Desert whirlwind and the mm-hmm. lightning's coming from the sand particles, you know, yeah, as cool. a piezo. The pillar of fire. That's the one yeah. I want to yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> so now I only see what those things look like. Yeah. The mana, countless speculation. That's, there's all kinds of rabbinical writings on what the mana That's actually, was. there's, it still forms in the, it's a sugary substance probably. That, yeah. That forms in the Sinai desert. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. There's certain plants and all, but mm-hmm. if I have a video, I can tell for sure what yeah. this is, you know. Yeah. There's so much of that. I want to see when Moses throws down his staff mm-hmm. and it transforms into a snake. Let me see that. I want to see what that transmogrification looks <laughs> right. like. How you does know? that work? Yeah. And then I can start basically, yeah, reverse mm-hmm. engineering it. It's like, like, so from a physics perspective, what would have to happen? Well, and like Pentecost would be a cool moment to actually see because there's some debate over whether the disciples are speaking all those languages Telepathy. I already determined that. Right. They're speaking yeah. normally, but everybody's just hearing it in right. their yeah. own language. It's like know? the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. And so and there's universal a, translator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so there's some debate over what like the actual what the Bible's trying to say the miracle is. You know, is it that everybody's just hearing or that everybody actually is speaking in yeah. time? I go with the telepathy thing, right? Yeah. They they're seeing the mouth yeah. move, but what they're hearing, hearing in their it. head is yeah. their own. It's also language. ten o'clock in the morning. I love that line. <laughs> yes. They're only they're yes. not they're not drunk because it's only ten o'clock. It's like you have clearly never been to an Ohio State tailgate. <laughs> yes. Which starts at what time sun up? Five o'clock? Yep. Yeah. Five right. o'clock yeah. till uh what time's the game? Seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, yep. Right. It's like, yeah, of course people are drunk at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. That's what yep. I think every Every time I hear that line, <laughs> yep. I'm like, Peter was never at a tailgate. <laughs> oh, you innocent child. <laughs> no, I, I think that's actually a really good one. A lot of scenes in the book of Acts yeah. would, be, would be really cool. I think a lot of Revelation would be really cool as a TikTok. It's already kind of episodic anyway, you know, and you'd get these little episodes like the vision in heaven and the four horsemen, you know. I love the image of like space Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Yeah, and it's a cube. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the size of a hemisphere. <laughs> so we're not saying it's a definitely not definitely a board ship. It could be. You never know. But it's a good board ship. I mean, <laughs> we all would be assimilated in a way. In a way. Yeah, that's so... true. And our distinctiveness would become part of their own. Mm-hmm. Our technological and biological... <laughs> Are the Borg actually God? (laughs) Now we know the origin of the Borg. Yeah, now we know. And for next episode. (laughs) For next episode. Star Trek Heresies. (laughs) All right. Final game. What story is most likely to be aliens in the Bible? Dan, I think... Pastor mm-hmm. and I should talk because I think we just leave Dan out of this. Because Dan would definitely not like, Woo! This is the thing that I picked. Right. So, right. Um, which story is most likely to be? Yeah. To be clear, I don't actually believe any of it's aliens, but if it were, which one would be the most likely to be aliens? Hmm. Which one would be alien? I think I'm going to rule out the easiest answer to this is Ezekiel, the opening chapters of Ezekiel, where he gets the vision of 
God's throne on a, on wheels and the visions of the heavenly beings that are wheels within wheels. And yeah. I think we need mm-hmm. to rule that one out. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. low hanging. It's like, of course that one is in Ezekiel's delusions. <laughs> no, no, no. I've read mm-hmm. the gospel according to Eric von Daniken. And uh-huh, right, right. I know right. Ezekiel is an alien visitation. Right. For it sure. is an alien visitation for sure. Of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. How can you see it any other way, Dave? I just don't. I am both distilled thinking and also stalling. I thought you said you were distilled thinking. I like that concept. What, distilling my thinking? Yeah. As in, like, concentrating it and non-concentrating it? Yeah. Well, it explains or the titration. steam coming out of the your titration. ears. I'm, I'm titrating my thoughts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I will say, I think... <laughs> I think it would not... I mean, to take a kind of C.S. Lewis approach to it, 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 where he, like, angels are both these alien beings and mm-hmm. they're angels. You could probably go that way with a lot of the angelic visitors, right? Like that they actually are real beings, alien and very true, but that they're messengers of a higher power, you know? So I think you could definitely go that route. That would be my answer. In an interesting way, mm-hmm. yeah. perhaps ironic, mm-hmm. it's like the devils in Childhood's End. Right, the Oversoul thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the aliens, the advanced aliens are the messengers for the Oversoul. Right, for the Oversoul. But because it means the end of humanity, the way we experience it. Uh-huh. Our cultural advance memory Mm -hmm. imprints the image of these aliens as what demons are. Right. Thinking on it more, revelations. In the sense of alien as in not normal, like as in it's coming from a different place. Mm -hmm. Not like aliens as in like extraterrestrials. Right. It's just alien. Truly alien. Yes. Yeah. No, I think a lot of that works. Also the board cube. Borg cube. Yeah, the Borg cube. You still can't. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah that's, I'm that's, having trouble that's getting stuck. that out of my head yep, now. That's just, yeah. that's just there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan. You ready, Dan? Yeah. Frankly, I would just generically then, because Ezekiel is, mm-hmm. I obsess about Ezekiel. Yeah. That would be this kind of a spaceship. That would be a rocket pack. That would be an oxygen suit. Right. To me, almost any of the appearances of God. Oh, like the direct. Yeah, the yeah, direct. The direct encounters. Encounters. Yeah. And I think it's from multiple alien species mm-hmm. because they're not all the same. God's character isn't consistent mm-hmm. through the Old Testament when, when he appears. Yeah. You know? I might say it's consistent, but. Sometimes he's very sagey. Sometimes he's like, come on, let's wrestle. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Close encounters of the theological kind? Yes, <laughs> yes. I might exactly. say it's consistent in that he is totally free to be who God is. Yeah. You know, in a way that we are not. But in a way, it's like yeah. Robin Williams is God, where it's just like, I'm going to be this kind of person now, and then I'm going to be this kind of person when I see Abraham next time. Then I'm going to be this kind of person yep. when I see... Yeah. Yeah. He's not a tame God. It's, no, it's, no, it's, no. It's almost like God is improv, you know? Yeah, really well, there's some... God is improv. Now, there's a great title Ooh. for a book. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Right. There are a lot of elements that I could see mm-hmm. as being alien visitation, particularly in, in the older stories, which would then, you know, since so many of the older stories are lifted out of other, yeah. you know, religions, right. their myths, then... This is where I hate to give Eric von Daniken some credence, but did some old religions, some old mythologies actually get their start from alien encounters? Mm -hmm. And then through the retellings and the adaptations, Mm -hmm. by the time they made it into as a biblical version, are they watered down enough that we just can't recognize it anymore? Yeah. Dogma says no, but... Mm -hmm. I'll put it this way, from a theologic perspective, Mm -hmm. I see so much of the Old Testament God as so limited 
mm-hmm. so contained Interesting. that it's just like, this isn't the creator of the universe. Right. This isn't an all-powerful, all-knowing being. True. I guess I would say we have a concept of God as almighty, omniscient, omnipowerful. You know, these yeah. omni words, right? That's a Greek idea. I don't think the Hebrews would have disagreed with them, but they just don't think in those categories. You know, those are Greek philosophical concepts. They come more from Plato and his thoughts on God is all-seeing and Mm all-knowing and all-powerful. And those are more from Plato's thoughts on the divine and Plato's thoughts on the forms and things like that. And less on... Israel, it's a very personal God. Again, I don't think they would disagree, you know, because the Psalms talk about how he knows all things, it's all that good stuff. But those are secondary characteristics to this very personal God, Mm -hmm. you know. And and so, yeah, it almost seems contained, but that's just because we added those concepts onto God when we adopted Greek philosophy later on. And when the Greeks conquered the world, you know, that, that those concepts got imprinted onto God. But they are, in many ways, foreign, especially to the Old Testament. You know, they're not so foreign to the New Testament. New Testament lives in that Greek world. It writes within that realm. But the Old Testament especially, and the older you get, the more this is true, the Old Testament just doesn't think in those categories. Yeah. You know, and so God is very personable. So it says freely, like, God changes his mind. You know, and a Greek in philosophy always does. They're like, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) How can the unchanged mover change? How can something eternal change? You know, there's all these philosophical questions that come out of that. And the Hebrews just didn't care. (laughs) 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 They just said, yeah, that's what he is. (laughs) He popped in for lunch. What's the problem? Right, right. What's what's your problem? And so they just don't think in those categories that we think in now about what's the philosophical doctrine of God. Okay. You know. One more thing about Mm -hmm. possibly indicating alien visitation, Uh right? Where did God go? Right, he used to hang out with us. Yeah, pop down, see Abraham for a bit, mm-hmm. come down, have a conversation with. I mean, you know, Moses goes up and has tea with him. Yeah, you know, right. goes up to Sinai. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. up until Moses, God's God's coming down and and being. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Buddy Jesus. You know, God's coming down and hanging out with us. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, we get the Ten Commandments, and it's like, okay, ta, folks. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, may, yeah. Maybe see in a few millennia, but right. you know, to me, that's another mm-hmm. circumstantial evidence circumstantial that, that those evidence. were yeah. alien visitations. And, yeah. you know, the aliens, they got studied what they wanted or, you know, mm-hmm. they got the gold plated latinum they'd buried here before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they had no need to come back and continue visiting. So yeah. that's it. There is a development in scripture about where is God located. It's one of those basic questions scripture's always wrestling with. Where is God located? And it does start off in certain ways. He's very located in a very specific geographical. Mm-hmm. There's a mountain and there's a promise. You know, yeah. there's a land and there's a, uh, this is what the ark is, you know, <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's there. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't touch it because it'll kill you. <laughs> you know? Close your eyes. Yeah, right. Close your <laughs> eyes. It'll melt your face off. See, the real inaccuracy in that movie is just the act of touching it would have killed them. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what happens to that one guy. The ark's about to. I feel bad for this guy. It's in First or Second Samuel. I think it's First Samuel. But the ark's on this cart. It's about to fall off, and this guy just goes to stop it from falling off, and it strikes him dead immediately. <laughs> and it's like, how would you feel to get to heaven and be that guy? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Be like, I, the voltage was just too much. I don't know. 
But I was trying so hard. Right. <laughs> God's like, I'm sorry, you can't take 3.1 gigawatts. <laughs> 1.21? Yeah, but there is a thought of getting from this idea of God's in these specific places to, if you want to continue it to the New Testament, you know, God's located in Jesus Christ, and then Jesus Christ is located in, in our lives in these everyday places, you know, in bread, wine, water, the mutual consolation of brothers and sisters, as Lutheran confessions say. Mm -hmm. This is the point of that story where Elijah has a suicide wish, right? Where he goes, just kill me. Bible says he goes to Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, right? And he goes to the cave, says the Hebrew, you know. Mm -hmm. There's only one the cave on Mount Sinai, (laughs) right? Like it's the cave where he saw the burning bush. And and the first question, God says, what are you doing here? You know, I wasn't expecting you. I haven't cleaned up the cave. Right. I, well, I, I always tell people I would have lost it. That's the moment where I would have lost it. With God. I would have jumped in the, like you, you sent the angel and I ate the food and I walked here for 40 days and 40 nights. And the first question is, what am I doing here? You know, did you not see me coming? Yeah. Like, you could have told me to turn around after day two. Like, you know, that's what I, I would have had enough. But the point of that story is. Or one of its major points is you do not have to walk back to the cave to find me. Despite all appearances in Israel, I am just as present in Israel as I am here. Get up and go back. Go back and do your work because I am just as present there as I am here. And so there is that kind of running conversation of where do you locate God? Which gets us back to Star Trek and what does God need with a spaceship? Right. What does God need with a starship? That's why it's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, listeners, and thank you guys for indulging our chaos. (laughs) Goodbye, folks. (laughs) Well, shall we? We shall. Okay, so Dan, since I brought the tires, what's going to be this week's tagline? Did you bring the flux capacitor? Did you bring the dilithium? I don't have one. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm not creative. Oh. So, I'm pastor sorry. is a reason why God is not improv.